As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of All the Small Games, a podcast all about indie games, and what a week to be recording a podcast all about indie games. I was going to say, my my guy, this is not just another episode of All the Small Games. Baby, this is E3. This is the uh, All the Small Games E3 Spectacular. I have watched more trailers for indie games than I ever have in my life in the last week. Easily over 200 trailers. Also, my name is Andrew Levins. My co-host, John Valenzuela. Correct. And uh, we have we have compiled our top 10 best-looking in, best indie games, the ones we're most excited for, that were announced at E3 this year. Of course, E3 being a massive uh, video game event with tons of conferences that went down over the last week. I mean, it really it took over a week, pretty much, to get to get through the entirety of E3, which is why this episode is. So is it late. is it still um, called E3? Because it's also summer of gaming, like, and it's summer games fest, and yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of different people trying to get their uh, get their brand yeah. uh, in on these conferences. But yeah, I mean, it's it's very different to what it was ten years ago. Um, what were your thoughts overall of the um the all the showcases that you watched, John? I, I mean, I've been having these discussions with various people, um, and it's it's funny. Like there are people at my work who who like games, but they're very much AAA gamers. And so I'm like, "What do you think of E3?" And they're like, "Oh, Starfield looks cool," or like, "This AAA game looks great." And they're like, "What about you?" And I'm like, "All right, sit down. You're going to need 15 minutes for what <laughs> I'm about to say to you." I really think this year. Like E3, my, my feeling on E3 is it's it's a cyclical thing. Like you have years where there is a ton of new stuff announced. You have years where stuff that was announced previously get release dates. And then you have years kind of, I feel like this is what this year was, where it's sort of like, 
all the big stuff that's been announced is either released or is still being, you know, worked on. So there weren't as many, like, oh, shit kind of moments. A lot of the trailers that came out were just cinematics. Yeah, and I, sure. like, all that a cinematic does is tell me that you know how to make a short animated film. Like, I need gameplay. And, 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 and that you are working on a of game, course. I guess. Of the, course. Main, it it just, definitely yeah. gives a kind of vibe, but there's no, like... There's no sense of, okay, what am I going to be doing in this game? How, how will my interaction with this game take place? What about you? Sure. Is this game a roguelike? We don't know yeah. yet. Um, yeah. So I watched pretty much every presentation, which was a, just a dumb thing yeah. to do, but I did it. I committed and I got in there. Some of them were terrible. Some of them were excellent. But I thought the like main takeaway from this was that more than any other year, this was like the year that indies, like indie games were like just Oh, killing. heroes. It was crazy how many... Abs- like, some 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 of the bigger showcases, like Xbox and Summer Games Fest, like, the highlights of those showcases were indie games. And then there were, like, honestly, like, almost 10 showcases that only had indie games in them. And so I felt, you know, the obligation to watch them all. And I didn't regret watching those. They were all, for the most part, really well um, put together. Um, I got a big shout-out to Day of the Devs. Um, an excellent showcase that I watched that put, was put together by the Double Fine guys and some other people. Um, I really liked the um, the Wholesome Direct, the Gorilla Collective. Um, there was a lot, a lot of amazing stuff um, on on display uh, when it came to indies. Uh, I watched, yeah, the, the Xbox and Nintendo showcases this year. I thought Xbox was far and away the best of the bigger showcases. Yeah, that seems to be the general um, consensus. It, like I've read a few articles of publications being like, "Yep, we voted this one the best." It was just like a great commercial for Game Pass. And there were some awesome indies in there. Uh, there were no indies in the Nintendo Showcase, but as a Nintendo fan, uh, there were a few franchises like WarioWare and Advance Wars and Metroid that I was overjoyed to see show up. But I thought they also had a lot of really low points in their showcase. Whereas I don't think there was any moment in Xbox. Like I even like, I think I'm going to be really excited for Forza 5 when it comes out this year, I, which is something I never thought I would be I have for. a giant soft spot for the Forza Horizon series. <laughs> Did not think you were going to say soft spot. What did you think I was going to say? <laughs> what do you think I thought you were going to say you had a giant oh, sure. something off? <laughs> um, I really um, like, yeah, I like Horizon. Although, you know, again, they just showed a cinematic. I think it would be hilarious if they were like, so Forza Horizon 5 is a collectible card game. No, they showed heaps of gameplay. They did like, they, they did like a oh, massive, did? Okay. it was like a, like a ten, 10 minute presentation. Right, yeah. Right. Um, that, and that's what won me over. Like, seeing the actual gameplay, I didn't actually realize that it was a fun game and not a super realistic, boring game. Uh, it looks really arcadey and, and oh, cool yeah. and fun. Um, yeah, so I, I'm definitely going to be going in on that. But that's a big game, John. Who cares? Who cares a single shit? Uh, because it was all about indie games this year. In fact, what the, the biggest losers of E3 for me were all of the third-party showcases. Capcom, Square, Gearbox. Um, I just... They didn't really seem to... They, they, they didn't need to have a showing. Um, Square had some announcements but squandered them. Capcom was kind of doing announcements on games that we either knew were already coming out very soon or were already out that didn't really need to be said in a showcase. Whereas I think all the indie showcases, like they 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 should have existed. They made sense. And I, and I loved when we, we got to see a few games show up across multiple showcases, you know, Sable is going to be such a massive hit this year because it was such a star in so many of the showcases and a few other games just yeah, like I, it. I, so yeah, I had, I had a great time. I feel time. like Sable definitely occupied 
the sort of space that like uh, uh, you know uh, Spider-Man or a Last of Us 2 did a couple of years ago like it's the mm. game that yeah, stole fully. the entire show essentially and especially to have like yeah, and you had Je- Japanese wallpaper like show up and sing to have and, a uh, demo out immediately as well and a, re- and a release yeah, date you, you, you can play Sable yeah totally so very very it's like, is it, is it no, July September, it's coming September, September September 23rd let me check. I have a. Um, I was keeping an eye. No, you're right. It's my sister's birthday. That's when it's coming out. So yeah. I was keeping an eye, and actually, there's like it was a good uh, E3 for release dates. So we got Sable on September 23rd. Uh, Annapurna's 12 Minutes, the one with Willem Dafoe and James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley, that's coming out August 9. Psychonauts Man, 2 like finally has a release date. It's August 25th. Yep. Uh, Skatebird, which we've spoken about in the pod a couple of times before, it's the really cute kind of. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game that you play as a little bird on a tiny skateboard. That's coming out August 12th. And uh, even though it's not a game release, but I find it interesting that Annapurna announced their showcase, but it's July 29. Yeah, I mean, E3 are doing a much later... Sorry, uh, EA are doing a much later showcase as well, I think, in in, in July. So a, a, few, uh, a funny thing to announce. Yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of tacked themselves at the end of like the Guerrilla Collective showcase. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, it's great to have, like, these are games that we've been hanging out for for a while and it's nice to finally have, like, boom, there we go, release date. Yeah, um, I will say, though, I don't think any of the showcases that I watched during E3 were anywhere near as good as the Playdate one. That's still far and away sure. my favourite showcase that I sure. watched. That was a really yeah. well-produced one. Um, Devolver, I think this was the year where the jokes were the least edgy and therefore was the, the humour hit more than it usually All does right. sure. for me. Um, and uh, and gosh, they had some good games on display uh, this year. So, yeah, we're going to be getting into our, our 10 favorite games each, um, and we're going to try and do it as quickly as possible because it's a lot of info. At one point, John was suggesting we do, like, 20 each or something. <laughs> it was going to be, like, the most the longest episode of all the small that, games. That ever. being said, um, you, you, you in the Discord, you were like, I've watched 200 trailers. How long was this short list you put together? Uh, 50, so I had to whittle down the yeah, 50 right Yeah, there was a lot of good games Yeah, yeah. I think I have about 30, 31 games 32, so I've got my top 10 And then I've got my, my 20 on like honourable mentions on top of that So we probably sh- Okay, well, let, let's do some Let's do some honourable mentions Are you just going to mention I'm the name of the game? I'm literally just going to say let's, I think, yeah, doing okay. honourable mentions will be like I Help you work out what might be on my top 10 So I'm just going to go really quickly okay. through mine uh, first up, Oli Oli World. Second, Fire Girl. Metal Slug Tactics. That looks fun. Far Changing mm-hmm. Tides. Harold Halibut. Norco. Signalis. Paparazzi. Toem. Unmetal. Sifu. Atomic Heart. They Always Run. Power Wash Simulator. Elect Head. White Shadows. No Longer Home. Sultan Sacrifice, Trek to Yomi, Citizen Sleeper, Silt, and Recolit. Okay, there you go. That's John's sh- uh, honorable mentions. Uh, I grouped mine into Ooh. categories of honorable mentions. So we have uh, food games, uh, soup pot, hot pot for one, potion craft, and ramen. Mm. Then we have rhythm games, musical story, and unbeatable. Uh, then we have stop motion games, Harold Halibut and Vocabulantis, yep. and uh, then then we have uh, 
possibly not actually indie, but made by indie studios. Tactics Games, you mentioned one of them, of course, is um, Metal Slug Tactics. Um, they're bringing back the Metal Slug franchise for the first time in ages. And the people making that game are Dotemu, um, who gave us... What is, what, you, John's raising his Quick finger. aside, they already bought Metal Slug Tactics back before. They made a couple of mobile really? games. They oh, were just okay, like cool. not very good, almost like tower defense sort of games. Well, it's very smart of them to make them yeah. good, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, Dot- Dotemu, of course, gave us um, uh, Streets of Rage and um, one of the Wonder Boy games in the past. They're an excellent um, studio that t- put a lot of great effort into animation. Um, and man, them doing a Metal Slug Tactics game is very cool. Um, we also got uh, the announcement in the Nintendo Showcase that um, Advance Wars, a, um, a tactics uh, strategy game from the GBA, um, they're re-releasing the first two games um, in a package together with um, updated graphics, which I wish were Sprite, but they're not, they're 3D. I understand that it's easier. And I was a bit like, oh, that sucks kind of. But then I saw the team working on it are uh, way forward who are best known as the indie developers behind the Shantae games and numerous other games that we've talked about on the show. So very cool to see um, two big big tactics games being worked on by two of my favorite indie developers. Nice. Any more on your shortlist? There should be a ton more. I mean, there are heaps. Okay, if we're going to do that, okay, let's do it. Akatori, Archvale, Hunt the Night, Wolf Stride, Potion Craft, Yokai Inn, Ho- Hoa. Uh, Bear and Breakfast, Rainbow Billy, The Curse of the Leviathan, Unpacking, and Phantom Abyss. Nice. Yeah, there's a couple of, like, Bear and Breakfast, yep, Unpacking looks really good as well. Um, that's, a, that's, a comprehensive, uh, that's a comprehensive list you got there. And, like, that's leaving out a lot of games that, like, you know, looked fine, but not games that are necessarily to my tastes. I also have, like, it's not really a top 10, it's a top 15 that I I assume you're going to say a few of. Wait, you've got a top <laughs> so, 15? Not really. I, I, just, I, I just assume that once you, once you say it, I'll just take it out of my list. Yeah, look, I, I think we'll go one for one, and if... if- that shows up on the other person's list, we can just have a conversation about it. Because I guarantee you there's, exactly. there's definitely stuff on my list that's on your list as well. Yeah, unreal. Well, um, I'll go first with my number 10. These aren't ordered in any, in any way. These are just 10 games that I'm looking forward to that we saw at E3. I tried to limit it to games that I didn't know existed before E3 with one exception, um, a game I, uh, with one, one game I didn't know of before, but I just thought it had such a strong showing at E3 this year that it, um, I'm very excited for Sick. it. Whereas I was only mildly excited for it before. So number 10 for me is uh, a game that was on your honorable mentions list. It's called Toem, A Photo Adventure. And uh, it is one of the many photography games that showed up at E3 this year. Um, I have been playing a lot of uh, Pokemon Snap, new Pokemon Snap, and more recently, um, Umarangi Generation, which I'll give a proper review for next week because I am fucking loving Crazy. that game. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Toem, a f- photo adventure um, is, uh, man, like a it's a black and white adventure game. Um, Almost kind of like an RPG, but yeah, you're a uh, it's it's hand drawn visuals, and you're you're just making your way around this very gorgeously drawn world, uh, so solving problems with, with photography and taking on missions and and uh, and snapping shots. It's being made by a, a group called Something We Made, and apparently it's coming out this year. Unfortunately, all we know it's coming out on is Steam, but I see, I'm hoping that almost all these games I mentioned are going to come to consoles. Too. They pro- they probably will, which is good. But hey, I have Steam, so but, I have a PC, so life's yeah, good yeah. for me. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, apparently, okay, this one, you, you can play this one on Mac, so I can play it too. I just know I won't if, I, if it's on Mac. Um, the, it looks gorgeous. I love the the style of uh, of gameplay. It's one of the, I, mean, I feel like eight out of my 10 games are, are top-down adventure games that seem to be like the uh, the genre of choice for indie game okay. this year. Um, but but yeah, I think it looks really gorgeous, and uh, I'm, I'm super excited to play this. It's spelt T O E M, and uh, John and I will make an effort to post all the trailers we talk about in the official All the Small Games Discord and on our Twitter Done. as well. Um, so one of mine now. Yep, Let's talk Death Trash. So uh, quite a, like there's a few games on my list that I was aware of prior to E3. They're not like. There's a couple that I was like, oh, I've never seen that before, and then a few in there that I knew about and was really glad that they, they showed at, um, at, at E3 or Summer of Games or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, so Death Trash I've been aware of beforehand. I've, you know, I, I, keep guy, I keep an eye on the dude's Twitter where he, he posts fairly consistent updates, not, not, not necessarily like qualitative updates of like the game is coming out here, but like check out this cool gif of a dude getting his hand blown off or something like that. So Death Trash is a post-apocalyptic world uh, set in a post-apocalyptic world. Um, there's cosmic horror in there. There's like punks. You can you can have a skill where you throw up and then you can pocket that throw up and use it later for something else. It's got a little bit of like Perfect. old school RPG in it. It's got a little bit of modern action gameplay. Like it's kind of twin stick shootery. Um, it's just it's one of those like weird and wild titles uh, that just looks really really cool. So um, it is. Oh, it has a release date August fifth apparently. Uh, definitely coming to Steam. Year, yeah. um, apparently it's got it's Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Windows. Uh, Mac, etc. Um, as to how up to you say it, say the L word, John. Say the L word. <sighs> Linux. It's coming. It's, it's coming. It's, it's coming, coming to, to the best operating system ever, Linux. Um, yeah. So this is this is one. I had no idea it had a uh, it had a release date. So super happy that I'll be getting to play it in about a month and a bit. Um, and it's developed by Crafting Legends. I've never heard about them before. I get the feeling, yeah, game development studio in Berlin. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, this looks Europe- European. Yeah, European as hell. As hell. Like a, a gorgeous, it's, gorgeous, disgusting pixel yeah, art. Yeah, it's it's their first game, so strong, strong debut as far as I'm concerned. Some, someone is pissing or throwing up in every one of the screenshots. How can you not want to play that? That's amazing. <laughs> exactly. Um, cool. So my second game is called Fallen Aces. Did you manage to uh, check this game oh, out, John? Oh, Levens, you know this is on my top ten. <laughs> okay, unreal. So Fallen Aces is a essentially what if Doom was a, a crime noir game. It's a first person shooter. The, the trailer was amazing. It was in the so hard boiled. It was called the. the the in the E three indie game showcase, which is hilarious considering half the other showcases were also indie game showcases, but whatever. The more the merrier, yeah. right? Uh, it's being uh, developed by Trey Powell and Jason Bond and published by New New Blood Interactive. Um, and it is like a Doom game in that like a, a classic Doom where the you're in like you're moving in a three D space but the enemies are two D. Yeah. Um, and it is it's a noir game. You're you are like you know, you're talking, you've got, you've got a thick, you know, like crime accent, yeah. <laughs> American the, crime accent, a novelist. That accent. whole kind of like the dame had legs all the way up to her forehead kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, 
it is super violent. <laughs> you like you like punching dudes' heads off and like blowing them up with shotguns. It just looks so fun and such a great, um, such a great idea for a game um, within this genre. I gotta say, they, it looks um, like they've really... really done the melee combat well. Because one thing I've always, I've never really been a fan of FPS melee combat. Generally, because it's literally yep. just you stand in front of the enemy and hit, move back a little bit, hit. This looks like they've they've got like dodge mechanics in there and and all kinds of stuff that sort of makes a lot more makes it a little bit more, I guess, palatable or interesting. Yep. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm watching the trailer now, and it's just it's it's bonkers how bloody this game is. You so can... good. Like, it just looks so fun. And, like, it does such a, like, you know, we've seen so many first person games. It's certainly not my, one of my favorite sure. genres. But uh, uh, this is just such a great use of it. And it, you know, really feels like an old Doom mod it re- um, it, that I enjoyed when I was it in It reminds school. me a lot of, like, uh, an FPS that LucasArts released a long time ago called Outlaws. Like, very much that, that, right. that 2D enemy in a 3D space kind of thing. Yeah, cool. So, I mean, I gather this will probably only come to PC, and hopefully, I'll be able to play it. Oh, I wouldn't. I mean, look, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't put it past half the time. If it if it gets interest in PC, if it gets interest on the PC, it's gonna come to another console. So, uh, the publisher New Blood Interactive have put out games called Ultra Kill, Dusk, Amid Evil, Unfortunate Spacemen, Faith, Gloomwood, uh, and I think they're all. They're all uh, first-person. Faith kind of actually looks pretty yeah. cool. Uh, we won't we won't get into that now, but it is out now, and I want to I want right. to check it out. But anyway, apparently a demo for uh, Fallen Aces is coming out soon, so stay nice. tuned. All right, Fallen Aces ticked. I'm just I'm keeping up as we go here. Um, and I've done Death Trash. So next one up for me, Somerville. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm glad you put this on. Did your this list. this didn't make your list. I, no, it's, it's in. It's in there. It's one of the the maybes. I, I figured you would either either put this one or another one just like it on your list. I mean, so uh, because this is the, the, the a new game by one of the guys from Play. Yeah, Dead, one right? of the uh, Dino Di- Dino Patty or Dino Patty, uh, who was one of the co-founders of Play Dead. He's worked on Limbo. He's worked on Inside, and it really shows up in the trailer of this game. Like huge Inside vibes from this game. So it, it appears to be about a family who are uh, undergoing a journey against the backdrop of an alien invasion. Um, I don't think it sticks as strictly to like side-scrolling platformer as something like Insight did. The trailer definitely shows moments where you're like, you, you know, you're, you're sort of running up the screen along the bridge and stuff like that. Very atmospheric. Um, it's it's one of those ones where it's just I I just have to say watch the trailer. It's that same kind of like very dark, low poly, but but like beautifully executed art style. Um, this is this is really I'm I cannot wait to play this game. It looks incredible. Uh, it looks to be like you're you're, you're a family yeah, trying to yeah. escape, right? Um, so yeah. I don't know if you you always it's a, it's a limbo. I don't like. know if you always play as the same character of the family or if you'll switch around, which you know might be interesting in, from a from a narrative standpoint um uh there's no so game is set to be released for windows and all the xboxes uh in 2022 and my gut feeling is this Excellent. is the sort of thing that will will definitely day one on game pass yeah that was that was the best thing about the xbox mm. showcase was just every single game it's like oh and it's day one on Xbox. pass I'm, on game I'm pass tell- sorry. like yeah 
God bless Game Pass. We've we've praised it so many times in the past, but this E3 just really rammed home like, oh man, Game Pass is one of the best developments in gaming over the last four or five years. Yeah, and I haven't been using it recently, and then until until very recently, and then uh, you know with um uh whatever that the Pikmin Pikmin game I was playing. Oh yeah, Wild at Heart last, last week. Wild at Heart, um, and then uh, yeah, then I feel like I'm, I'm I, all I want to do is be on my Xbox this weekend, even though I want to finish Ratchet and Clank and stuff. But just all those demos and all the all the games that are coming to Game Pass. Are yeah, so you exciting. can play Sable on through Xbox the demo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very exciting. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of demos, yeah, actually, so many. Um, on, on the Xbox. All right, what's, what's um, next? So, speaking of, speaking of Wild at Heart, um, I, uh, I praised that game because it reminded me a lot of a Pikmin game, and so too does a game called Tinykin. Yeah. Uh, this, this game was uh, developed by Splash Team, and uh, it's going to be published by Tiny Build. And uh, in this game, um, you are someone, you're like a regular little kid in your room, and you get shrunk, and... So you basically have to enlist the help of uh, of the tiny kin, um, which are pretty much just little bugs, kind of like Pikmin, um, except you're in a shrunk. You're you're in like a giant version of your room because you've shrunk down. So you're like it reminds me a little bit of like the early levels of like Katamari, where you're oh, like yeah. kind of like this tiny little speck rolling around a, a big office or, or whatever, rolling up like pens and erasers and things like that at the start. In this year, you're kind of like going into his room and his house, and everything's giant, and there's just bugs everywhere, and you have to um, get use your tiny kin to like you know lift things open for you. It's very, um, it's it kind of reminds me of um, of uh, Fallen Aces in that it's like a 3D space, and all of the environment is 3D, but you're a 2D model, and so are all the tiny kin, and so it looks very much like a Cartoon Network style of um, of, of animation. Uh, I. I hope this comes to consoles. It says at the moment, I just know it's coming to Steam in 2022. You can add it to your wish list. Um, I think there's like the, the one the one game from the PC um, showcase that I that I that I was like really jazzed for. It's time for you to get a PC, but come on, you can put you, <laughs> I've got, I've got too many you can put consoles. Linux on it if you want. I just bought another console today. That's right, the the Zelda oh, game. Oh wow! Watch. Okay, hopefully <laughs> they bring Tinykin to the Zelda game and watch. <laughs> um sweet uh, tinykin yeah, okay cool next up from me is encased so i think i've mentioned a few times on this podcast before that i am a giant fan of the original fallout games uh i've, I've definitely talked about like the waste wasteland 2 and wasteland 3 on here before and um encased just i i watched the trailer for it and i went you know what you guys have absolutely just nailed exactly what i want so encased is this game where they like they have found it's set in an alternate 1970s and they found this gigantic dome in a remote desert this dome is filled with like weird and wonderful technology and so they send people in to research it and discover that anyone they send in you can't get them out living living things cannot leave the dome so if you're going into this dome you're going in for good So you can choose from, I think, five different disciplines. You can choose like a scientist, a security guard, um, a manager, like like various kind of things. It's isometric, turn-based combat, set in this like really Mm -hmm. weird location where you're trying to research what's going on. Um, Just absolutely 100% my shit. Like, I cannot wait for this. This looks fantastic. Uh, Developed by Dark Crystal Games um and published by black tower entertainment 
and Prime Matter. Uh, this says it's coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Microsoft Windows, Linux, and my Mac operating system. I'm beginning to wonder if that's just what Google puts in if the developer doesn't put anything in. Like, let's try, <laughs> let's try and make them do all of them. But um, yeah, this this looks great. This is going to really scratch an itch that was left by Wasteland Three, and you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Awesome. Um, so a game that I knew about uh, through like you know very little sneak peeks uh, in the lead up to E3, but was just absolutely like it's it's one of my most anticipated games of the year now is Garden mm-hmm. Story. Um, this is uh, developed by Picogram and it's being published by Rose City Games. Um, and this is like an absolutely gorgeous like top-down adventure game looks very much like an early zelda um game except you play as like a grape and um you have to do jobs for everyone in the guard in this it's it, it's crazy there's like a there is an invasive rot so like you have to have to do there is some action in this um but it looks like yeah you're it's all about like um you're on this big vibrant island and you have to um, like help out everyone, all the other people that live in the garden and rebuild your own home. So it's a, it's a kind of like a, an RPG kind of an action game kind of, and a, um, a, a, you know, farming game almost as well. And the art style and color palette is just utterly gorgeous. This looks like so much fun. looks like there's dungeons and all kinds of great stuff. I looks like there's tons of content in this game and I can't wait for it. It's coming out in summer 2021, um, which I guess is our winter, so hopefully in the next three nice. months. Um, and it's coming to coming to everything, I think. Yeah, it would be. That sounds um, about right. Uh, no, it's just a, just a Switch and Mac on this, but <laughs> I doubt okay. that's true. That's it. Finally, the <laughs> Mac exclusive they've been waiting for. Yeah, it looks very very cute, um, very fun. Then Switch like, and Steam. There you go. Definitely, definitely scratches. If you if you've got a Stardew Valley itch that needs a scratch, this is going to hit it for you. And I feel like there's a there's there's yeah, a man. ton of games coming out like that at the moment that sort of went like we can do Stardew Valley but in our own way sort of thing. This also kind of reminds me of obviously there's the vegetable you know fruit connection but um, I definitely wished that there was a bit more to um, Turnip Boy evades his sure. taxes um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, this looks. This, I mean, I get that, you know, that was like almost a kind of a joke game. This is like, you know, a much bigger version of that where you're a fruit and or a round fruit and or vegetable uh, in, a, in a Zelda-like um, adventure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next up for Very me. Cool. Uh, so this is one that I knew about prior to E3. Uh, but again, it was great to see it get some, some good shine over the last week. Uh, Moonglow Bay. Oh yeah, man! This looks I'm, so good. I look. I have we've we've joked about it in the past. The presence of like fishing mini games in various games that we play. This whole game is a fishing RPG. Uh, so you you basically <laughs> you've, you you uh, you're a rookie fisherman living in the the town of Moonglow Bay where everyone else is too afraid to fish. And so you've got to, like, um, you know, you, you get out of there in the water and try to kind of, I think, bring the fishing industry back. It's, it's got this, like, beautiful, vibrant voxel art style. Um, and, yeah, just it's, it's basically, again, it's, it's kind of a Stardew Valley-esque game, except you fish instead of farm. Um, even though you can fish in Stardew Valley, it's not kind of the main point of the game. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I love a fishing game. I love there's there's such a collection, a collecting kind of angle to fishing games where you're desperately trying to like complete your encyclopedia of fish. Uh, this this looks yeah. like it's going to totally you know like fill that need for me. 
along with what's probably going to be a very like pleasant and emotional story as you help people around the town of Moonglow Bay. Um, couldn't be more excited for this one. It looks fantastic. It's uh, yeah, it looks it's so gorgeous. Developed by Bunny Hug. Uh, no, uh, yeah, developed by Bunny Hug and published by Coat Sync. Cool, awesome. Yeah, I, I, this is on my list too. It looks awesome. It's that uh, kind of very three D chunky. Um, what do they call them again? Is it voxels or something? Voxel, yeah, voxel art, um, and which is quite appealing actually when used well. So yeah, this is this is great. It reminds me a little got a little bit of a uh, uh, what's the what was that dangerous that hilarious fishing one? Ridiculous fishing. Fish with a shotgun. Ridiculous yeah. fishing. I got I got ridiculous fishing vibes from some of the trailer, which is always a good thing. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, okay, so we've both, we both knew this was coming and I'm totally cheating. Um, can we just quickly list out our favorite Devolver games from this year's E3? Because I loved too many of them. Uh, one second. Let me just do a quick... Uh, so... <laughs> Well, my, so they didn't. None, none of their games made your. Top no, 10? I think they did. I just need to remind myself exactly what was announced. So my favorite uh, Devolver games are Death's Door, Loot River, Trek to Yomi, and Wizard with a Gun. Um, I swear I have. How have I not got Death's Door in here? Oh, Death's Door. Death's Door has an, like a release date, doesn't it? Um, it possibly does. Also, well, I fucked it up. Sorry. Um, it, it, Loot River isn't actually a um, Devolver game. It's been published by Superhot. Death Store is coming out twentieth um, of July. Studio. That's why I haven't included it in my list because anything with a concrete release date, apart from Death Trash, okay. which I clearly fucked up. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Death Store is coming out on um, July twentieth, and you've already been sent a demo for it. I have PC. a I have a preview that Very I jealous. cannot talk about. Uh, but I am okay. playing, and once the embargo is lifted, I am very much looking forward to uh, to running you through what it's like. 
But this is another action hack and slash top down Zelda like, except you play a crow in a world where there's no death, except you have to venture out of your world and 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 take down lost souls. I think I believe that's kind of the plot. Um, it looks so fucking good. Like the action just looks so tight. I love that you're just playing as this bird. Looks like you have like tons of weapons and upgrades and crazy enemy variety. This looks so good. I want to talk about it so wait. bad, but I cannot. Okay, just, just shut up. Sh- 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 yeah, developed, by, developed by Acid Nerve and uh, published by Devolver yeah. Digital. Yeah, 20th of July. You haven't got much longer to wait till we can play it. So yeah, let's move on to another Devolver game that I, I liked a lot. And that, of course, is Trek to Yomi. This may be my game of E3. Ooh, wow, okay, big um, call. I, I just like, I don't know. I, 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 this is a game that uh, is being developed by Flying Wild Hog, who I don't oh, know. Oh, I've, heard, but I've it's definitely also heard of that name. By, Hold on. Okay being developed by Leonard uh, Menciari and Leonard Menciari's last game was uh, The Eternal Castle Remastered Demastered ah. or whatever it was. Um, which was one of my favourite games of last year um, and this seems to be kind of like a similar um, style of adventure game um, Flying Wild Hog are, are in uh, Poland what are they Shadow Warrior so the Shadow Warrior series the one the the, re, the, the sort of the, yep. um, the updated version 1, 2 and 3 a game called Evil West um, which, okay. you know, uh, I'm into. Trek to Yomi, obviously. They made the... Um, you know, there was that Devolverland Expo free game they released like oh, last year that. or a couple That's of years classic. ago. Um, a game called yep. Juju, which I've never heard of. Um, Hard Reset. Oh. So it looks like they kind of specialize in, in first-person stuff. But uh, Trek to Yomi is actually... Is it a side-scroller? Yeah, it's a, well, I guess it's it's just like Eternal Castle in that it's a cinematic adventure. Very game. cinematic. Uh, that trailer, yeah. I was just like, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, it's very Akira Kurosawa, um, the Japanese uh, black and white filmmaker um, who specialized in samurai movies, just like this game. Because you are, yeah, you play as a young warrior named Hiroki, um, and uh, yeah, you have to like, I guess, protect the, protect the the town by moving left to right and and slashing your way through everybody. And it looks so good. Um, visually, graphically, like it just looks like my, a perfect game for me. So I'm extremely excited to play this one. I think it's coming to PlayStation and uh, and Xbox and Steam. Nice. It's funny I'm seeing it like a bunch of these indies I'm looking at because uh, Moonglow Bay was like coming to PC and Xbox One, Xbox X and Xbox or Series X and Series S. I'm like, oh, are they like have they kind of taken a fairly aggressive exclusive? Um, approach to indies this time around? Yeah, maybe. Um, then we have um, Wizard with a yes. Gun, um, which is coming to Steam and Switch. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, I think, like visually, like an unbelievably great art style. It opened with like a cartoon cinematic um, and then uh, revealed itself to be like, yeah, like another top down adventure game, except this is a survival game. Um, akin to uh, one of your favorite games of all time, Don't Starve. Um, I've never really gelled with the survival games, but this one, the charm of it just looks so appealing to me that maybe this could be the one that wins okay. me over. It's being made by Galvanic Games and uh, yeah, being published by Devolver. Nice. Um, a, a sandbox survival uh, game. It's set in like, yeah, it, it, you're, you're a wizard with a gun, so you can shoot and you can cast spells. I think you, you uh, also, like, you have, you can wild. get magical ammo as well for your gun that, that has various effects, oh, like fire and lightning and whatnot. That's great. Yeah, um, sign me the fuck up. I'm super excited for this. Yeah, look. They were my favorite Devolver games full, of the year. Full disclosure with Devolver's showcase this year. I definitely like Trek to Yomi is in my honorable mentions list. 
Wizard with a Gun is cool. Um, uh, I think I'm just a bit like burned out on survival games at the moment. Death Store, obviously fantastic. Like I said, it's not in my top 10 because it has a set release date, which means we'll be talking about it fairly soon. Um, Inscription like has a really cool aesthetic and like I like the kind of dark vibe to it, but because it's a card game, again, card games I'm a bit burned out on as well. Sure. Um, Especially when they had that they had that other one coming out soon that's like a card cheating game. Yes, I am uh, card, that, card that's shark, way more appealing to me. Card shark. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was Demon Throttle as well, and. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's the one that's only coming out physically, which is, I, don't, I mean, like, it's a, you know, classic Devolver thing, I yeah. guess, but... Very, um, it looks very pretty like, good. throwback to NES kind of, kind bullet, of hell. bullet hell sort of thing. Yeah. It did have one of my favourite moments of E3, where during the trailer it showed, like, a little bit of clearly a cutscene from the, ga- the game. Uh, but it's a cowboy going, That demon kissed my wife! Or, or something. something. <laughs> which I was just like, that's that friggin' great. hilarious, I love it. Um, but then there's like yep. there's there's another game, Phantom Abyss. Yeah, I put that on my list. I, I'm I'm interested in that. It seems different. Like I like that Devolver occasionally puts stuff out of their comfort zone. I mean, that's how we got Fall Guys, um, and this seems to be more like you know maybe the next the next attempt at getting a, uh, a, a an online multiplayer um, that really gels with people. Um, it's kind of like you know uh, Curse of the Hidden Temple or whatever that Nickelodeon show is. Yeah. Where you're, um, running around trying to. Steal, steal shit from a tomb yeah I don't, I don't know for some reason I just every time I've seen it I've just been like my brain just switches off I'm like mm, not for me um, yeah I mean I reckon that's going to be like a Playstation Plus exclusive for a month and then everyone will play it and it'll either catch on yeah, or true. not and Shadow Warrior 3 I mean that's not technically a small game I guess even though Trek to Yomi is made by the same studio so it could come under that that umbrella looks <laughs> cool violent yep cool yep. sweet yeah, that's Devolver. What, what do you got uh, next, John? I think my, my guess is this is going to be on both of our lists. Uh, replaced. Hell, Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so um, Replaced. So so here's my theory. Here's Ooh. my theory. They, they, uh, um, they A few years ago, Xbox announced a game that was uh, a beautiful pixel art cyberpunk game called... The Last Night. Does it look like that one? The Last Night. And uh, everyone was like, wow, this is amazing. And then everyone was like, wow, the guy who makes this hates women. And then uh, the game just kind of mysteriously just stopped getting updates. Apparently, they ran out of money. And everyone's always like, hey, Xbox, where's that like that potentially sexist cyberpunk game? What's, is that still coming out? And there's been radio silence. And so someone at Xbox was like, quick, give a studio more money to make a not sexist <laughs> um, cyberpunk pixel game. And that is how we got replaced. Yeah, so replaced is a side, like it's a side-scrolling platformer-style game uh, developed by Sad Cat Studios and published by Coatsync. Um, who I think were, I've mentioned previously is publishing Moonglow Bay. Uh, it, it's, sci-fi, it's a sci-fi retro-futuristic action platformer. Uh, in the game, you control an artificial intelligence that finds itself trapped inside a human body, and you basically need to explore the city that you're in, a place called Phoenix City, which is kind of, you know, dilapidated and janky. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's combat. There's actually the combat in this looks fantastic, like really, really satisfying combat. Yeah. It's got that beautiful, like, um, you know, p- pixel art uh, sort of... It's, it's interesting to see that they're now making 
pixel art games, but involving like really, um, really elegant lighting to them. Like I think, yes, I think if absolutely. you watch the lighting, the lighting is yeah, phenomenal. This this looks great. I'm I'm so into this. Can't wait for it. Uh, and obviously, I will have to wait for it. But um, it's coming to Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Windows PC. Uh, and will come to Game Player, awesome. Game Pass. Uh, on, on oh, that's day. great news! Hell yeah, yeah. No, replace Excellent. replace was one of the ones that I haven't heard of before. And when I watched the trailer, I was like, oh man, this looks fantastic. Uh, so I accidentally said this game was a Devolver game earlier, but it's not. It is being published by Superhot Presents, Ooh. the uh, the studio started Love by it. Superhot, um, and it's been developed by Straka Studio. It's called Loot River, um, and this is a game that uh, combines top-down action, um, hack and slash with Tetris. Yes. Because the left the left stick moves your um, your character around, and obviously you can strike and 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 and, um, and block uh, using the triggers. And then the right stick is how you move the various plat- floating platforms around. So you can basically like stealthily move your your character around enemies instead of taking them out, or manage to like strand weaker enemies so you can go in and take them out, or alienate strong enemies so you don't have to go anywhere near them. Um, really, really clever idea for a game. And I don't know how good I could be at this game. Maybe I'll suck ass at it. It looks very difficult. It is a roguelike, um, but it's not so much procedurally generated. Like overall, it's like there are parts of the game that they bring together as opposed to everything being completely procedurally generated each time. Yeah, I think um, I think certain parts of it are procedurally generated, but they have set pieces that they'll fold in. Uh, and the procedural yeah, generation cool. is done in such a way that it, it follows a strict set of rules to make sure that you always wind up with with a, a sort of playable run through the game. This is on my top 10 as well. Yep. This looks amazing. Yeah, this is coming to uh, Xbox, uh, Steam, and uh, Series. Yeah, Xbox and Steam, pretty much. <clears throat> it looks so good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so keen for it. I don't know. Do we know when it's coming out? F- January 21st, 2022. Oh, okay. Yeah. That- no, wait, that's FromSoft. Why, why is Loot River... Why is some, that's bizarre. I don't know why. For some reason, it, it had... Uh, it had... The, the, the Google had, had scrubbed the information for um for Elden Ring. Uh, I'm just looking it up now. I mean, it's here's the Steam page. What game may not be appropriate for all ages? What kind of game is? It? I think it's just I think it's just coming what soon. Kind of game is? It? Yeah, I bet you it's coming soon. One hundred percent. Yeah. Planned release date. Wish list um, now. Does that come yeah, after? Cool. Does that come after <laughs> July? When's wish list now? Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited for this one. Love the art style. Like you said, such a such a creative and interesting combination of gameplay mechanics um, that that will yep. lead to like very cool, incredible uh, combat and tactical potential. I reckon. Yeah. Unreal. What else you got, John? All right, so obviously Loot River was on my list as well. Tick that one off. Oh, we're running out of stuff here. Um, next one up is one that I'd seen. Actually, I when did I see it? Maybe it was the Gorilla Collective showcase just before E three. Uh, it's called The Big Con. Have you... Oh, man. Thank you for telling me to check this one out. Um, not least of which, the, the, the funniest... Re- this is in the Tribeca yes. showcase. Yes, yes. And uh, oh. had, had an introduction by Melissa Jones. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so good. So The Big Con is a game set in, the, uh, set in the 90s, and you can definitely tell that by the aesthetic of the game itself. Uh, it definitely looks like mm-hmm. something Nickelodeon would have released in the 90s. 
you yeah one of the art you, designers said that her main her main influences were like yeah, hey arnold and the Simpsons. yeah you you play as a uh, a young woman who uh has run away from home after her um her, her mother sort of ran into financial trouble with the mafia i think or, or some kind of criminals um and you're essentially grifting your way across america to try and earn enough money to help your your mother save her video store from being taken away by these criminals. Yeah, you have to you have to you have to raise ninety seven thousand dollars to save your mother's. Video yeah, store. and so I think you get like you you have you kind of it seems like a, a part you fall under the wing of a more experienced grifter, and you kind of have to like make your way around around areas. Like I think there's a mall at one point. There might be like a main street at another. And just work out how to how to con money out of people. Um, you know, some of it is like figuring out how to steal stuff. Some of it is literally doing confidence tricks. There's pickpocketing. It just looks it's it's so bright and so cool. And I just love the kind of story behind it. Um, yeah, this is this is another one that I'm 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 very excited for. Uh, it's developed by Mighty Yell Studios. Uh, and I, in, they're from Toronto. Yeah, I think this is maybe the first game they've done. Um, and it says that it's coming to Xbox One and Windows. Hell yeah, Game Pass. Yeah, <laughs> gotta love it. That Tribeca showcase ruled. Yeah, it rocked. It was very, very so good. good. Um, um, I, uh, I, I was amazed at how many showcases I felt like that afterwards, and there were all the new ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, my next one uh, is just this is going to be a quick one. Um, this was, this showed up in uh, a little section of the Day of the Devs showcase. They gave um, a, about five minutes of the showcase to um, Asobo Asobu, mm-hmm. who is a Japanese collective of indie game makers. Um, I talked about one of their showcases um, last year uh, because that was the showcase that introduced me to the phone game Renal Summer. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, um, but one of the uh, people in the uh, Asobu Collective uh, is working on a game called Elec Head. Elec, like electricity, head. Um, and uh, I have to say, like, this is a almost platformer-free uh, top 10 um, for E3 this year. There was very few platformers announced in not just the E3, the, uh, the indie space, but also in general. There were very few 2D or even 3D platformers uh, that I saw show up in all the showcases. Um, Elekhead is awesome. Um, it's uh, been, been uh, developed by this someone called Soyumi and Nama Takahashi. Um, and you play a robot that has electricity coursing through your body. And whenever you land on... Um, like a platform, you send your electric electric current through that platform and you can alter your environment by supplying electronic charge from your own body to everything around you. Um, and it just looks like a really fun puzzle, puzzle platformer. Um, there seems to be a, a demo, like an hour-long demo that's been available um, on uh, on Steam for a while. I've watched, I watched a YouTube of most of it um, earlier, at some point yesterday. I'm hoping this game gets completed and comes to consoles. At the moment, it's uh, Windows only, but uh, it looks really, really fun. Yeah, uh, that was in my um, uh, that was in my honorable mentions um, and. Yeah, just the strength of the kind of puzzle elements to it. I was like, "Ooh, this looks like it could be really yep. interesting." I like the the. There's one point where you like throw your head to Anna, to 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 bring a platform to life, and then you run your body, and your body has a little countdown, obviously, for how long it can survive without yeah. power. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can throw your head away from yeah. your body, which is a great, Sweet. great, great, great power up. <laughs> um, I am down to my last two of my top ten. How many have you got left? 
Uh, I have four. four. Interesting. Okay, okay. That means I doubled up more with you. Um, also, I can't count because I, t- I tried to I tried to pull the, the the old switcher of making all the Devolver games count as one, and then I also thought one one what was yeah whatever. son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I'm, maybe I'm I'm already playing the big con. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, let's go with Endling. Did you see the trailer for this? Oh, I don't know. Don't know. I don't know this one. So no. Endling is a. Um, uh, I'm just I'm, I'm doing my research now, which is terrible of me. But <clears throat> Endling Endling is a side-scrolling, essentially adventure game. It's, it's called exploration platform game where. Oh, so this was in um, this is in the 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 Guerrilla Collective showcase from the week before E3. That's ah, uh, right. Okay. Um, well, I've thrown it in, so suck it. Um, that looks yeah, great. Yeah. So you play as a fox. Uh, I think if, you know, in a, like the 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 environment is kind of collapsing. It has a very heavy ecological focus. You play as a fox. You've had uh, kids. I think that's the term for a baby fox, and. One of up. your one of your offspring is uh, taken by humans, so you set off to actually um, find where they are and get them back. Uh, the whole way through, it's kids. Uh, it is kids. Yeah. You're right. The whole way through, you kind of have to protect the, the the babies that you have who are following along with you. You need to feed them. You need to protect them. Hide them from predators. You're also tracking the baby that was taken. So, like, there are mechanics where you can use your sense of smell. Uh, and when you, you know, you, you'll find certain instances where you can actually see a recreation of the scene that occurred at that particular point. Um, the, the trailer shows you kind of like sneaking through factories and, and, you know, making your way around humans. Um, I just think like it's, it's, um, yeah, it just really caught my eye. I think the art styles, the art style is beautiful. Um, and you know, I, I don't think the ecological message will be too much of a slap around the head uh, or, or won't, you know, like... Fuck it, what am I talking about? I'm never the sort of person to be like, whoa, this game's too woke. Like, I think it's it's telling an important message and it's telling it in a really interesting way. Um, and, and yeah, the gameplay looks very interesting. So it's developed by HeroBeat yeah. Studios uh, and it's coming to, it looks like, all major platforms. Awesome. Yeah, this is a, a lim- another limbo Yes. Like- um, uh, and, I, and I bring that up because uh, so is the next game I'm going to talk about. I, I assume this is going to show oh. up on your list. It's called Planet yep, of Lana. Yeah, you just finished my list, buddy. <laughs> well, why don't you talk about it? Because I got three more to talk about after this. So, so Planet of Lana is uh, it's a it's a hand painted game to begin with. So it looks absolutely incredible. Um, like you said, it's a it's an inside like. So it's a um, it's a side scrolling uh, platformer, adventure platformer. Um, according to the, the, the website I'm on, uh, a planet that used to be a place of undisturbed balance between human, nature, and animal has now become something else entirely. The disharmony that had been in the making for hundreds of years has finally arrived in the form of a faceless army. But this is not a story about war. This is a story about a vibrant, beautiful planet and the journey to keep it that way. So you looks like you play as a young, uh, a, a young person... Um, who is essentially adventuring through this world uh, and, you know, like I said, hand-painted, so it looks absolutely stunning, this world. Uh, There are some great moments during the trailer where you, like, run into giant enemies. Um, Yep, I love the the part where it zooms out as things fly down from the sky. Yeah, 
It looks just looks yeah, so good. Yeah, there's there was one bit at the towards the end where it's some giant toothy monster with many eyes that sort of reminded me a little bit of the the spider section of Limbo. Yep. Yeah, I Definitely. I you know it's an inside like uh, this this looks like. Do you remember that terrible game we played? Like a year and a half, two years ago, Planet Alpha or something. Yeah, like the only one of these games, or one of the few. Actually, I have played a few bad Limbo likes, but yeah, that was. A yeah, this this game. looks like what I wanted that game to be. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, so yeah, super excited for that, and it's uh, published by it's... published by Thunderful yep. Games. Uh, div- and wishfully is the wishfully is the devs game. and Thunderful Games. Uh, should be familiar to you because they are the company that bought Image and Form. Yep, they also put out Say No yep. More, um, Lonely, Lonely Mountains at Downhill, uh, well, lots of games. Yeah, actually, I was very surprised we didn't see any Image and Form games at uh, E3 this year. Yeah, they are working. They, they they did announce recently that they've got several several new uh, new uh, Steam World games in the works. So maybe it's just a bit too early in the development cycle to um, to speak about them. Yeah, this was uh, Wishfully Studio. This is Wishfully Wishfully Studios' first. Nice, game. So hell of a stuff. hell of a debut. Absolutely. Um, okay, so I've got three funny ones to close the night. Close it out with. You can decide which is the weirdest of these three. Um, I'll start with the, probably the least weird. It's called Dodgeball Academia, mm-hmm. um, developed by Pocket Trap. It's going to be published by Humble Bundle. Actually, there were a few quite great looking Humble Bundle games. Shouts to Humble Bundle for putting. Uh, I think it was at least three very cool looking games out uh, at various showcases this year. Um, it's funny. There are a lot of indie show indie indie publishers that put out across the showcases, like you know, three, four games that looked really good, and by doing that, had way more on show than some like people like Capcom and stuff did. That you know, I guess I, I would have watched a humble bundle direct. Yeah. You know? Oh well. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got um, Dodgeball Academia is a um, is a sports RPG um, in which uh, you you are playing dodgeball and everything in the world is dodgeball. Um, and considering we just got the news from um, the team of who gave us Golf Story to uh, not expect Sports Story anytime Damn soon, it. if you need a sports RPG game, uh, you definitely want to uh, check out Dodgeball Academia. Uh, it's coming out this year. Um, I don't know what it's coming out on, um, but uh, supposedly it is a yeah. It's it, you you follow a, a rookie dodgeball student named Otto. And uh, you're basically going to work your way up in the world of dodgeball. But I feel like there's lots of things in the real world that are like, you know, use dodgeball mechanics. So it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, oh, it's, it's going to be on PlayStation Wait. as well. I'm trying to find out. Maybe everything. I don't know. It's hard when these when these games. I think it's yeah, Steam and PlayStation at this point. Possibly a more. Um, looks great though. Um, really, really great cartoony um, visuals, and um, and the gameplay looks like a lot of fun. Um, it is, I guess, yeah, I'm trying to find what it's coming out on. Definitely PlayStation, definitely Steam. Um, next we have a game called Moolander. Um, and I didn't say Moonlander, but this game is inspired by Moonlander because you play a little spaceship that comes down to a planet which is inhabited by, uh, monster cows. Um, and this sounds like a real goofy, like, uh, you know, dumb 2D adventure platformer, but... The art style reminds me of Ori and the Blind Forest or Will of the Wisps. It's gorgeous, except you are this little spaceship that's, like, shooting at these, like, insanely monstrous cows. Um, And, uh, yeah, I I like the idea of a platformer where you are a spaceship. That's a a cool cool hook. 
Um, and uh, I, I'm a bit, you know, if, if you listen to the podcast, you know that we're big fans of uh, of puns, and uh, it was uh, pretty fun to see a game called Moolander, um, where you are a spaceship shooting cows. That's and definitely uh, the the gameplay reminds me of um, old old heads will remember insanely twisted Shadow Planet, um, which which was oh, a yeah, summer right. of yeah. arcade game I think a long while ago. Uh, yeah, so you just you, you fly around. There's combat. Uh, the difference is some goddamn terrifying cows you're up against. I particularly I liked in the yeah. trailer the sort of like heroic voice they had, you know, commenting on like you know, like I, I hope that voice is in the game and it's the spaceship and it would just randomly say stuff like you know, oh there's a cow kind of thing. So you can uh, get a demo for this game uh, on Steam now, and it's coming to all consoles later this year. It's been developed and published by the Sixth Hammer. Um, so yeah, that's, that's Moolander. And then last on my list is a game called Pico. Yes. And uh, Pico is 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 a game where you make tea for cats. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and it, but it's like a really really good tea making simulator. <laughs> Because you have to like pick the leaves of the of the plants and then dry them, and it's all about brewing tea at the right temperature, depending on which tea leaves you're using. That as a, as a big tea boy, this uh, really spoke to me. Uh, even though I may not be the greatest the greatest cat boy, I am definitely a tea boy. And uh, it kind of, I mean, this is one of the games in the um, uh, in the wholesome games direct. Um, wholesome direct man if you, if you haven't watched that it is so chill and relaxing and there's so many great ideas for games in that showcase i really enjoyed it and this was the standout game for me pico you did, uh, it's been developed by kitten kitten cup studio you did um you told me to watch this trailer and i started watching it and there's a cat there and i'm like i know levens isn't big into cats and then the cat started making tea and i was like whoop now i get it <laughs> I guess Levin's likes cats now. Hey, I have to give a shout out. There is like this ongoing podcast narrative that I hate cats, uh, and uh, I, 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 I have, I've seen the error of my ways, and I've met many a great cat recently, um, including one that that I've been hanging out with constantly for the last five years. Angus's cat, Kitty Pride, who uh, has accepted me as her best friend. And yesterday, when we were recording, Hey Fam came and sat on Aww. my lap um, for like half the episode. So I, I wish to, I wish to put forward. I'm going to make these cats so much tea. I, I did not mean to imply that you hated cats, merely that like the cat wouldn't have been the driving force for you liking this game. Yeah, yeah totally. I'm a dog man. Totally. <laughs> I grew up with I grew I'm up a, with dogs. I was raised I'm by a dogs. Dog. Um, and now I'm a bunny dad. True. Bunny dad. Yeah. And unfortunately, cats are like the mortal enemy of both of my favorite animals. <laughs> But I, I, I love them. Maybe you can, <laughs> you can be the bridge. You can bring them all together. Well, goddamn, yep. fam! That was that was our uh, that was our E three. That was the the big hits that we saw. Yeah, man, that was a ton of fun, John. Thank you so much for uh, ignoring when I could not count. No the worries. Time. But uh, yeah, there, there was just so many good games. Uh, and I, I, I look if you, if you I know there's a ton of content out there, including games that you could be playing. But if you are ever in need of some passive entertainment, the Guerrilla Collective Showcase, the Day of the Dev Showcase, the Wholesome Direct, and the Tribeca Games Showcase, or I might be forgetting one or two, but it's just just great, really calm, chill presentations of so many games that I can't wait to play. And as like you know, E3 is just a big commercial, so all you want is just a list of reasons to keep playing video games. And I have definitely over a hundred games that I will absolutely be checking out day one. I'm very, I'd love to see a graph that shows the number of trailers featured in E3 over time. 
Because I feel like yeah, this was E3 was digital last year, is digital this year, and I feel like the amount of trailers shown has just ramped right up. Well, yeah, I mean, actually, there was no E3 last year. No, there was, um, but they, they had did. the, the they summer some... of game thing last year. Yeah, yeah, which has nothing to do with E3 though. So if you want to get into it. That's like Jeff Keighley trying to like be an E3 that's not E3, and like they like they were having a war on Twitter, and they both try and claim the big showcases as their own thing. It's very amusing. I love stupid egos in gaming, um, and uh, but yeah, no, I mean, look for me, indie games were the winner, and therefore you and me are the Hell winner, yeah. John. So congratulations, John Valenzuela, you won Levins, E3. Congratulations to you as well. Where are you going to go? Disneyland is generally um, the accepted term at this point. Oh wow, that's the winner of E three gets to go to Disneyland. Well, it's always like you just all of, you all just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? I'm going oh, to Disneyland. <laughs> I love the idea though of like congratulations, Microsoft, <laughs> your entire staff <laughs> are going, going to, Disneyland. to Disneyland. Congratulations, uh, so that is it for- from Sable. You're going to Disneyland. Yeah. Um, that's it for our amazingly big uh, E3 uh, Best Indies episode. We'll be back next week with a regular episode featuring reviews of games we've actually been playing instead of reviews of trailers we've been watching. Uh, but maybe you prefer the the trailer True. review, uh, all the small games. Um, you might even prefer us going uh, doing a deep dive on a particular indie game, and you can find a brand new episode of us doing exactly that on our Patreon. We did a, um, a deep dive on the classic um, first-person uh, indie puzzle game, uh, The Stanley yep. Parable, which you can find over at patreon.com slash games. $5 a month. Gets you a deep-dive episode into an indie game every single month, and very soon we'll also be doing a second episode each month featuring... Uh, it's going to be called All the Other Things, and uh, it's going to be John and I reviewing television and books and all the other content that we enjoy uh, that isn't video game related. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, you can find John online at, at 16 Tacos. I'm at LevDog. Uh, next week we have a couple of emails to address. So um, I'm not ignoring you, Linux guy. <laughs> I promise we'll, 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 we'll respond to your oh, very we'll be, uh, emotional We'll be email. fucking getting into it, son. Don't you worry. Also, <laughs> if, you have, uh, if you have listened to this and you feel some type of way about E3, we'd love it if you hit us up and told us what the games you loved were. We, like, we always love to hear... Uh, other people's favorites, uh, particularly ones that we might not have heard of, so we can check them out ourselves. You can message the show on Twitter. We are at all the small game. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash all the small games. And our email address is all the small games at gmail.com. But the best place to discuss uh, indie games with us is in our Discord, which you can find by uh, joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash all the small games. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. Uh, have a great time watching trailers all weekend. Let's do it every weekend. No oh, other content, God, just trailers. No, too much anxiety. <laughs> but now there's one more thing. <laughs> How many times did you hear that over the weekend? <laughs> every time they did it, I'm like, oh no, come on. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.